Ladies and gentlemen, yet another uh, fantastic episode of HR Talk, Human Resource Talk, HR. This is boring as hell. I mean, typical weeks, this is like a really freaking boring podcast. And the fact that you continue to tune in, we greatly appreciate you. Let me tell you. All five of you. All five of you. Both of you. Both of you. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. I'm JC, co-captain of this sinking vessel. Here to take you straight up to the iceberg. And going across about is sunny central Florida, the man, the myth, the legend, the silverback of HR, the guy who knows no bounds. If you had churros in your pocket, he could sniff them from a thousand miles away. Ricky Bias. You know, I have forgotten all about churros until you just brought it up right now. Thank you. Dude, now I, I'm going to want a churro after the show. I was actually able to find the vendor that makes the churros for Disney on Amazon, and I ordered like an entire box. It, it, it was like literally <laughs> like 180 churros came in, and I was like, hell yeah. It was so sweet. And you spend $182 on them. Because if you go to Disney, that whole box would be like five grand. You know yeah, that, right, right, right. Hey, um, Ricky, one thing real quick. Yeah. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias. Leaders. In an effort to create an environment where your employees truly trust that their employer takes care of them, give them a mental day. Don't have don't wait for them to be sick or coughing or have COVID. If they want a mental day, Give it to them. Trust me, it will increase your overall brand loyalty. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Wise words from the wise man, Ricky Baez. If you have employees and they're struggling, just fire them. Let them go. Send them home. <laughs> None Send of them home. That's mouth. exactly what None he said. It's fantastic. That's great <laughs> stuff right there. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, man. Ricky, That's why we have lawsuits. Uh, it, it is. It is. Cease and yeah. desist, right? Look, right, um, yeah. that was enough of our banter time because the enough, next, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the next, I'm going to say 57 minutes of magic is about to happen. We are going to take you on a journey across international borders, over waters. We will span the gap of time. We will look at the hearts and minds of... Well, it, we're going to try to get in touch with, with you, the listener. But we, we have an amazing guest here. Ricky, tell us a little bit that you know about this amazing guest that's here today. And I know you know nothing. I know absolutely nothing, only that I don't know whether to call her mermaid or marmaid. That is all that I know there, JC. So uh, with that said, I'm going to kick it back to you since you know just a little bit more than I do about our next guest. That's right. All the way from Ottawa, Canada, please welcome Mermaid. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning to you. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. What an incredible intro. That was very fun. Thank you, guys. You know what? For uh, 1995, I'll follow you around and do that every time you walk into a room. How would that be, right? <laughs> Some people will call that ransom. <laughs> wow. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Marmaid's here for a reason. Marmaid, you have inspired me. You have. 
And I really want to give you the opportunity to tell your story. But at the same time, here's here's the setup and why I'm asking you on to a, a podcast that's about work. You. Holy crap. OK, so in the past week, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen her working at a horse track, uh, uh, doing photography, professional photography for a wedding, promoting soccer events, dancing, tattooing. Oh, I, I don't even what? understand or know the depth of everything that it is that you do. The entrepreneurial spirit that is within you is a fire that is stoked by the flames of everything that's eternal. We are looking to learn more about you and your story. Okay. Tell us about you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good morning. As you are aware, I am from the Maritimes, but I grew up in Ontario. And I guess like a big start of my development and growing up was uh, my dad being away. So we grew up on a farm in the country and we grew up pretty impoverished. So uh, watching my mom, um, watching my mom take care of everything, like fix the house. Um, like we were all expected as children to like, to pitch in, like, I, I don't know how to say this nicely, but like, you know, chicken slaughter day was a family event and it was one of the best times of the year for us. It's like, which it's, it was just growing up. It was our means. So no, it, that's normal. Started- that's normal. And Ricky, Ricky's lived that life too, believe it or not. Really? Believe it or not, yes. Um, I I was born in Puerto Rico. My early life in Puerto Rico, we wow. did we did have to slaughter our own chickens. It was really interesting yeah. the first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah. You- <laughs> now KFC does it for me, so I'm good. <laughs> did we lose her? Oh no, she froze up. Oh, we lost her. Oh goodness, mermaid. All right, I'm. Gonna- I said KFC and slaughter, and then she, she we lost her. Right, then the feed cut. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. See, see KFC is listening or Popeye's <laughs> is listening. They're like, no, do not do that. So in Puerto Rico, the early part, uh, we did have to slaughter our own ki- our own kitchens, our own chickens. If I could say that right. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. But now, you know, either either Popeye's or KFC does that for me. So I'm living the good life. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to not have to take over that not the handy aspect of ourselves anymore but i do like i do brag like hey i could build you a house from the ground up and i could kill you dinner so we're gonna be fine no matter what it's <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> that is awesome okay so early life in the farm four seasons right because i'm assuming you're still in yep. the way way north okay oh all right so um, oh yeah. real quick marmaid so, so ricky mm-hmm. and probably some of our uh southern florida listeners might not understand what the maritimes are what are the Maritimes? Oh, all of the Maritimes. So the Atlantic Ocean is on the East Coast where we have Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, that is where I'm from. So honestly, like it's kind of a different way of life and it's a different kind of people out there. No matter where you go in the world, when you meet somebody from the Maritimes, like there we're we are known for being naturally very friendly and uh, fun people. So so you'll often get like, oh, you're from the Maritimes. That's why you're so nice. So that's I mean, we're talking lobster and ships the halifax harbor <laughs> awesome still things that'll make me smile <laughs> okay, good. i'm good with that yeah um sorry so i guess uh growing up with dad and navy he made sure that we were really strong really independent especially there were three girls and uh, one boy and he made it his own like due diligence to ensure we had upper body strength mm-hmm. <laughs> that we were smart about using rope knowing how to tie knots uh and we're able to drive a nail into a board with a hammer like that was just growing up <laughs> it was, yeah, was, was that the extent of it up. though i mean like he didn't make you repel or like snorkel or scuba dive or like any like crazy navy really? things 
<laughs> um, we were actually taught um, how we were. So swimming in the pool was really different. We weren't allowed to scream when we were playing in the pool. And then um, we were taught to like to to climb ropes and we were mm -hmm. taught how to um, how to save each other in the pool. Yeah, we were okay. taught how to untangle ourselves from seaweed. We knew a lot about like water surfaces, what they look like, what's safe, what's not like. Um, and from his own experiences and my mother's as well, like um, where they'd seen a lot of like negative things happen in life, they made sure that we were always going to be okay and successful no matter what. No, that's awesome. And I'll tell you what, though, I, uh, I, I could personally relate. I know Ricky can. Both of us were in the uh, United States Marine Corps, right? So when we think about, like, what those skills that you had transferred to from your father, Ricky and I, we mm -hmm. could think about the skills that we could pass on. And that would be what, Rick? Like, uh, how to sell your blood plasma for beer money. That would be Absolutely, one of them. Absolutely, yeah, yes. Right, right. Yes, how to sell that. <laughs> but you know what, JC? There's 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 something you're missing here. Yes, you and I got that same training as soon as we graduated high school and joined the Marine Corps. She got that right at the third grade. Okay, so there's a big difference here yeah, true, in the true. skills that she has. Love not sooner. Because, yeah. yeah, she's talking about slaughtering chickens, building a house at a time when you and I were complaining because we didn't have the latest Thundercat. Right. <laughs> or G.I. Joe or watching our, our you know, uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Listen to this so, guy. He's like, hey, get off my lawn. My Thundercats. <laughs> Listen to you. Listen. Have you seen my hair and beard lately there, JC? <laughs> yeah, brother. I'm about 18 months away right. from that kind all of right, lifestyle. All right. All right. All right. So so <laughs> back to you, Marmaid. Yeah, yeah. This is yes. this is a show about you. I'm sorry. JC always listens about himself. <laughs> I'm having Lord. fun watching you banter. This is fine. Um, okay, so farm life happens. I end up, uh, I guess I want to say, like, my first jobs were, like, Tim Hortons, like a coffee shop, like Home Depot, those kinds of things. I got into nursing school, even though I wanted to be in theater, because my dad said that I had to choose a trade um, and that I could go for theater after. <laughs> so oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> I got something to say with that, but I'll wait. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so I started nursing school uh, 2009. Um, right out of nursing school, I was working like long-term care. And when it when you talk about nursing, like, I don't want to, since this is an HR talk, like, it's not as if like, I didn't dislike every job I've had. I've actually really enjoyed every every job that I've had. It's just being able to like, when you hit the end of your realm of possibilities of learning or it feels like there's nothing left for me, like I get really bored and I need something more. So mm -hmm. like in college, I was like, I was the vice president. I was making a school newspaper. I was working at Foot Locker. Like I, I also worked at Home Depot, like in between those years, which was uh, like, you know, with all of my knowledge and asset of how to like build things and tools and like that, it, it was really weird for a lot of men to see a woman in like the hardware department. Like, yeah, this mm. is your 18 volt drill. Like, <laughs> I don't know what more you want to know about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was that kind of um, segment of my life. And when I got, like I said, when I got into nursing, I was doing like home care. I've worked the med surge emergency, the operating room. I went back in 2012 for scrub nursing. I've done like newborn care, mental health, rehab, forensic rehab. And in between all of that, in between everything that I've done career-wise, like I, I never lost my passions, which were... Growing up, my first camera that I ever had was my nanny's Polaroid. So she passed away and my mom handed it to me. I remember crying. It was amazing. And like from then on, it was just like photography was a part of my life. 
dad was in a band, band practices were on Sunday. Music has always been a part of my life. So we were encouraged, you know, I grew up playing on an upright piano and I got into painting when I was quite young and I used to watch uh, Pappy Drew it. Like it's a kid's TV series where you draw with the host. Anyways, so like I just, I, I always wanted that art foundation, but was driven towards like a trade job that would keep me forever. And he was right because starving artist is a real thing, right? If I was going to rely only yeah. on on that kind of work, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting life. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking we should record this for Netflix. There's going to be a Netflix series about you in about ten years. Oh my god, it would be such Talking a good show. Life. I'm going to tell you. All right, so but that that wasn't ask. the end of the line. Go yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. take I, it, take I it, thought take it. Was. it right. Oh wow. Okay. No, no, there's more. Um, so, um, in 2017, I started playing guitar. I have self-taught, which like this year I, you know, started checking off bucket list items. So I was busking in the market. I was paid to headline an open mic at the lower town brewery downtown. So now I'm like looking towards like pushing my music. I also started learning how to DJ because I have a deck to, uh, to mix. So that's another adventure that I'm chasing. Um, what else can I do? I make soap on the side as a hobby. Like I make cold press soap and I sell my artisan soaps to people. And, um, as well, like you said, JC, I was doing photography. I was, you know, somebody tagged me in like, Hey, I'm dying. I've got a, I need a second shooter. Can you help me? And this was like, you're right. This was this week. I was, I was tattooing my brother. I was working at, I'm moonlighting at a casino. <laughs> um, like serving drinks, which is like a totally fun job in the entertainment industry. And, what else did I do? Oh, and I danced last night. So I also got picked up for top tier uh, entertainment, it's called, where like I've always wanted to be a go-go dancer. So that's like something I've been chasing as well. In the last year, I started doing Latin dance and I finally made it like last night. I was up dancing on like paid to dance with your clothes on where nobody can touch you. That's like, that's a dream for me. So I was <laughs> on a bar by the time of my life. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. great. This is awesome. Now, now look, I, I have to share. I have to share with you. I am not in human resources. Only Ricky is. He's oh. the HR guy. I'm like a regular human like you. He's the weird robot. Like, he's he's part of the corporate society right there, you know? So, look, Rick, she took us down a long, long laundry list of things here that's absolutely fantastic at the same time. And you have that look on your face like you've got a lot to say there, Professor Baez. I do. So, so here's... I got a two-part question. Growing up, the way you grew up, what what was your dream career? What what was your dream job growing up? Oh, I wanted to be a mermaid for sure, but then an actress. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so so you wanted to get into the arts, right? So when yeah. you went to college, what was your major? I, it was. I became a nurse, so I'm a registered got practical it. nurse. Mm-hmm. Got it. So. Yeah. I'm asking that because it's, I'm always fascinated by what people wanted to do when they grow up because, you know, when money was not a factor and then until life kind of takes them a different road. But you went all different roads. But I got to commend your dad. I really do have because when JC at a time when JC and I grew up, everybody's telling us, go get a college degree, get a college. That is the way to get ahead. And now we're here. There's a lot of trade jobs that are that are going unfilled because not many people went to get a trade. Your dad was smart enough to be like, no, get a trade, right? Get a trade. Because once you get that, you're never going to be out of a job. So nursing, what brought that on? 
I wanted to be uh, a paramedic. Like, you know, you apply for all these things. And I thought I wanted to be a paramedic. And when I went to accept that course, I had computer computer issues. I didn't even know what an RPN was at the time. I had no idea. I didn't realize I was going to be a nurse at the end of it. Like, it's like, okay, whatever. And uh, (laughs) I did it. I don't know. The time flew by. I did it. That was kind of... um, like, and I'm so happy I did. Um, I actually went over the pandemic. I went to none of it. I like had this once in a lifetime opportunity. I had five days to prepare. I was gone for six weeks up in none of it, um, giving Moderna. So like wow. myself, I'm, I'm uh Métis. I'm not like quite, um, the Inuk people, you know, but like, it just, it felt, it felt really amazing to get like, uh, to get a dose of something that you're told that you are, that you've never mm. quite experienced. Right. Myself. I'm so removed, but yeah. So that was that. I got to tell you, you so it, you definitely have the personality to be a nurse because I've met some nurses that are skilled at what they do, but their personalities are horrible. I mean, they are, but you you've got a really good personality to really go. You know, you think about it. When you're a nurse, right? Nobody comes to see you to say hi, right? There's a negative. There's a bad reason why they come to see you. So they need somebody with that kind of a personality to kind of make that whole situation better. So how long how long did you do that for? Fourteen years. 14 years mm-hmm. wow why'd you get yeah. out well i'm not out i'm okay. uh, i'm <clears throat> i'm currently like so over the summer i had some health issues and took a bit of time away from uh, i was working at a university mm-hmm. and and like with the summer they lay off anyways because there's not much population on the campus um so yeah i've just been like uh, exploring my avenues and i happened to apply at this casino job which has the horse the horse track that uh, jc's there talking about so i i just was i went in for the interview they said well do you have experience i said well not really because i i one time illegally bartended at a strip club that was an interview for a pub <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you left that one out of the list <laughs> Oh, we didn't even hit the construction area yet Not because, yet. like Not I yet. said, right. we're getting yeah, there. Um, we're getting there. As well, over the pandemic, I was, uh, I had a, I had a partner at the time who was in contracting, and this is prior to going to none of it. Um, I, I just started giving a hand roofing. I watched my dad roof and helped him with metal roofs, and like I'm handy, whatever. But then I, we realized like, oh, I'm quite, I'm really good. I'm an excellent goddamn roofer. So, <laughs> really get out. Sorry, my dog's toenails. Um, so yeah, up I went on the roof, and I was one of the fastest roofers out there. Like I could get you your estimate, your quote, hang in a harness on a 12-12 pitch. Like I was building forms, plumbing, like siding, whatever you need, <laughs> whatever you need. We got That's it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I got a few questions for you. There's a lot of people out there that are trepidatious when it comes to even applying for a job, let alone interviewing for a job. If I think back to the vast amount of professionals we've had on this program to give HR advice or or advice on doing interviews and and thinking about it from leadership perspectives, I don't think any of them can hold a candle to your shit. Because (laughs) if you've held that many different jobs, you're clearly an ace at the interview process. So I got to ask you. Okay, there it is. So so what does the interview process look like for you? Do you just go in confident and strong? And you're like, look, I, I, no, I have not held a position as a commercial roofer previously but I will do the job right now. Let me up there immediately. Like, how does this break down? How do you get these gigs? Honestly, I am. 
okay you, you're right you're right i i do go like to the interview like usually pretty confident but like not like i don't pump myself up like if there's a place if there's like a facility um that like is looking for certain wording like their values that kind of thing like a lot of big box of facilities they want to hear you like repeat that stuff back to them like it's almost as if like I, there, there were hit a point in my life like i used to be nervous going for this stuff but realistically like now i understand just what to expect they're gonna ask tell us about yourself what are your main three strengths and weaknesses you always hit the weakness question with like i care too much <laughs> sometimes i take my work home with me you know like, yeah, like it's um, the same answer every too time too every process. single yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every single time it's the same answer. And then we get it's upset good, when though. they give us a, a different answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, um, aside from that, like, I just, I also, like, um, at one point hit a, like, you know, because a lot of people go into these interviews and they see, you know, this is upper management and that's mm -hmm. kind of what scares them is they'd hold that authoritative position. Well, nobody is more authoritative than my dad. So if my dad isn't sitting there interviewing me, I have no reason to be nervous of these people. And I just kind of go in with, without too many expectations and the reality that like, I'm me as a person, if this interview doesn't work out, um, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to find like, now I know I'm going to find a job. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that makes me a lot more calmer for the interview process. Yeah. I can tell you this right now, JC, the reason, and it, it, it's, it's so now mermaid, this is coming from somebody who does billions of interviews i mean since i started to right now i can guarantee why they selected you even if you didn't have the skill set it's the personality it's the oh. charisma no that's exactly what it is because i tell all of my students all of my leaders everybody i consult with don't look for the person that has the most credentials look for the person that has the minimum credentials you need to do the job appropriately but they have the personality the chemistry the hunger to really do good at work and based on what we've been talking right now for the past 20 minutes or so i know exactly why they hired you because you because I'm pretty sure they were like, you know what? She may not have the skill set, but she's willing to learn. She she mm -hmm. talks to anybody. Perfect. <laughs> she's going to be perfect. Because think about it. I've heard Tim Hortons. I've heard, um, uh, what's it, Home Depot? A mm -hmm. roofer, right? Illegally bartend at a strip club. You left that one out the list. <laughs> Right, but I now I now I know why they grabbed you. Right, so that's exactly what happened. So let me ask you this: That's the skill set you need to get the job. Obviously, they loved you. What did they say when you said, "Hey, I'm leaving"? Why? <laughs> why? I figure that always why why are you leaving and 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 like um by the end sometimes by the end of these jobs especially in nursing like because you can very much like end up almost pigeonholed in your skills like you yeah. think you're going to learn more and there's nothing left to learn like it uh it affects me on a different level than i would anticipate like maybe the people change but like the tasks are too too similar like i just that's why emergency medicine was good for me that's why i have a lot of different jobs that's why i want to go back up to, up north i need i need change in my life to keep me happy and my happiness is absolutely number one to me in 2022 so awesome Awesome. And I will, I would, I would, I would challenge anybody out there listening right now to, to take that up. Really do not let anything get in front of your happiness. And you obviously have that down packed. So out of all the jobs you've had, which one has been your absolute favorite? Oh gosh. Um, I can just pick one. Like I, I absolutely loved nursing, but like which area of nursing I loved emergency medicine was my absolute favorite when it comes to like, um, 
art and theater and and that kind of thing. Oh God, I got to look at my list now to decide. I love roofing. I love it. I, I love emergency medicine. I super loved being like in college. That was the paying gig, right? Like, uh, like making the school newspaper and interacting, but like dancing right now, like is my absolute favorite, favorite thing. Like I, I would have to put that top of the list. It, it makes me the happiest out of all of it. <clears throat> you, you know how many guys, if I asked them that question, you know how many guys would tell me roofing? Zero. <laughs> Zero would say roofing. <laughs> And I've never been to jail. That's the joke, right? Like, I'm a roofer. I've never been to jail and I don't have a drug habit. Uh, You don't qualify. (laughs) Yeah, you don't qualify. Next. (laughs) Um, I think I'm proud that I'm good at it, you know, and it just when you're when you're fast on the gun, like the work's not that bad and it's a good team environment. And it's like the morale of working together. I think that's what I enjoy is like the camaraderie. I want to ask you about life lessons. And when we think about these different jobs and and the span of those very short 14 years in your 22-year history, we have a... No, that's not how old you are. It's fine. I was doing the math in my no, head. I know. Just, like, just go with it. Have fun with me. No, but when we think about life lessons, I mean, you've taken a lot with you from job to job. People carry mm-hmm. things forward with them. Because you have an mm-hmm. experience doesn't mean that you leave it behind you. The second that you walk away, it's still part of you, and part of that might carry forward. What are some things that stay with you, some life lessons mm. that you've learned along the way, working with different people in different industries? There's 50 meters between each phone pole. I love it. I'm glad I know that in case I'm kidnapped one day, and that's the question I need to answer for them to let me go. I got it. I got it. Um, okay. So, okay. If it was going to be, if it was going to be like, you know. Do you tolerate gonna... stuff? Do do you let people at, at work push okay. you around? Do you no. find value oh. in the interpersonal communications with your peers? Do you, uh, things like that. Okay. So, like, I, I developed a heavy, um, a heavy confidence in at the end of the shift, did anybody die? Okay. So that like, that's become my foundation for like how big of an issue are the things in all of these jobs going to affect me. And if, if somebody didn't make it, did we do the best that we absolutely could? And is this the outcome that, that we're faced with, you know? So like when I walk into this casino job and everyone's losing their, their absolute minds over a schedule, who showed up, who didn't show up, how many people were in what section where, and somebody stole their tip money out of this jar. Like it just, I just, I like, it always hits me. Like I, I laugh inside. Like, you know, I take these people, like I'm emotionally aware and, and intelligent. Yeah. I take their concerns seriously because you know, your own perception is your reality and, and what affects somebody will not affect me the same, but to be sensitive to that is important. But realistically inside, you know, I, I realize that for me, maybe one struggle in front of me, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter to me. So I'm going to like, for the most part, I'm going to be able to coast in and out of any situation, any job. When things do bother me, I realize, um, like now that usually that means that a boundary has been crossed. So like Mm. when we talk about boundaries, a lot of people use that for like relationships, but everyone has boundaries and once you realize what they are um and and how to stand up and defend yourself and speak up for yourself you know calmly that's something that's going to help you in your workforce because mm-hmm. i did <clears throat> i did have my boundaries crossed uh week and a half two weeks ago you probably saw at work a few different people like yeah. and you know i am five three i am very happy and bubbly and sweet and all of those things but my passion 
can come in joy equally intense as it can come in anger, especially with the red hair. <laughs> I have a tendency to ginger snap. So sometimes girlfriend ginger has to hold snaps. it together. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, you know, being able to speak up for myself and, uh, you know, tell somebody like what you're doing is, is upsetting me or mm-hmm. please don't talk to me like that ever again, you know, and on, I would say, unfortunately, but it builds you like, unfortunately I've been through enough negative experiences in my life. Um, but how that's worked out, you know, later in life as I'm able to recognize my boundaries, I'm able to recognize certain behaviors and stick up for myself and make sure that people are, are made aware of what's upsetting me when, and where I'm willing to negotiate. So the, the interesting thing about what you happy. just mentioned right there though, was the fact that you, you give full consideration to the other individual's perception and their point of view. And then in doing that, this is where it gets interesting. In doing that, the individual may perceive you in a certain manner through their own sense of reality when when the reality is is you're laying off the gas. Like you're not you're not really involved. They're doing whatever they do, whatever's gonna make them happy. You're in a no judgment zone. And then mm-hmm. they may be positioning you in or judging you or attempting to put you into a box or conform to something in their own perception, in their own mind. So you stepping up and, and reinforcing a boundary is almost, it, it's its not even so much about strength. There's a lot of strength there. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of strength there. But it's also more so about like, hey, come back to reality for a second here. You know, your perception is is your own, but there's a lot more in this world than just yourself. Hello, I'm over here. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, Absolutely. yeah, you're, 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 it's 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 interesting to me, Ricky. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, because because um, I got a question here. So when if you, if you can think back of a time when somebody did step over that boundary with you, who who had a hard ego. For everybody listening right now who are having a hard time with connecting with that coworker that has that that big ego, and they want to be able to communicate with them to let them know that a boundary was crossed. What advice do you give them on how to approach that situation? Ooh. So, I mean, when it comes to like, you know, you usually have to deal person to person and Mm -hmm. like, and as soon as possible. So the moment that you're upset, if you're going to let that go for too long, it's going to continue to upset you and you're going to start to feel negative and it can carry on for days. And then the next thing happens, the next thing happens. So like if, whether it's bullying, whether it's crossing a boundary or it's an accident, like you need to, you know, you got to calmly pull that person aside, say, listen, can we talk for a moment? You know, this really upset me. Here's why. If you're not going to be able to get through it with that person, some people just have like different personalities that don't work together. But for the most part, we're all human. And if you have to survive a shift with your work family, you hope that you guys are going to try and do that harmoniously. So Mm. sometimes, sometimes you can't come to, to terms with people. And honestly, like, if it takes a punitive action, if it takes managers getting involved or it takes leaving the job to make sure that you are happy, like don't stay in that environment. Don't allow it to happen because it's going to continue when you go to the goddamn grocery yep. store. Spot on. Spot on. You're yeah. right. And you know what? And it's amazing how many people don't say anything and they do stay in that environment. And next thing you know, 30 years pass 
right? And they're and they're still in that job, and then three marriages in, and they don't know that the reason all those negative things happen is because they didn't step up a long time ago to say, "Hey, this should not have happened." I know that's an extreme, but it's amazing mm-hmm. how how something that small can affect all aspects of your life, both per- professionally and personally. But your advice for spot, you know what, JC? You know, there- I can see her doing a disrupt HR. Presentation. Oh no, I could yeah, absolutely. I could see her doing a disrupt HR. I could see her writing a book. I could honestly yeah. see her on a speaking circuit of some kind. Yes. And uh, I actually think there's a lot that leaders and managers and people that listen to this program could learn from her, believe it or not, about yeah. life lessons. And and don't ever, whatever whatever you do, don't ever let anyone tell you that there isn't an iron team, okay? Because that iron team is inside the A-hole, all right? Yeah, <laughs> just look at the A. There's a there's an I in there. So you, you never let them tell you that, all right? Oh my God, you guys. Yes, I won't. That's great. And thank you. Thank you. I did. I have thought about public speaking and I have thought about, well, as you know, like, um, after none of it, I really laid hard into, um, the ADHD Emporium, which is my, my TikTok channel and influencing. So that's something else that like when I started, when I started influencing and playing music online, I just, I just remember being like, I just want a thousand followers. I just want to go live. And once I was talking to people, like it quickly shot up. I'm up to like 22,000 people who just are, are, are also ADHD. They're also maybe a little neurodivergent or they just want, they love the live music. They love the art or a lot of people message me privately and just say, thank you for your energy. Or I'll have people reach out saying like, you know, I, I had this traumatic experience. I lost my dad. I lost like, so I get people message. That was the reason that I couldn't stop once I started because you know, um, you get a lot of people that are standoffish with the whole, oh, I don't do social media. I'm like, well, I can't stop doing social media. There's too many people relying on me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And something else. <laughs> well, it, it, and, and I always laugh at people who say that I don't do social media. That's just the way technology is. And it's no different than our parents were or our great, great parents were with TV and radio. I'm pretty sure that was mm-hmm. the biggest technology, the, the biggest tech back then. And people has, has something to say. This is just the way the world evolves and technology evolves. So wait a minute. So 22,000 followers on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what, what, what is your, what is your main message on TikTok? I know you said ADHD and, and, and you, um, uh, people respond to that, but is that the main message? I mean, what, what, what do you want people to know about you on there? So honestly, um, uh, like everyone was naming their page, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, what am I going to call this? Because like you guys are aware, <clears throat> um, I have so many different things that I'm doing. I'm like, where do I put all of this stuff and what do I call it? So that's why it's the ADHD Emporium. I think, I think people come for positivity. I think, I think people maybe like, I always tell them, I'm like, you guys come for the looks, but you stay for the personality, right? Like that's, that's what they're hanging out for. <laughs> it's honestly um sometimes i am i am live uh giving like just this advice or helping i had a girl last time i was on live she was upset her mom and boyfriend decided to not come to her graduation so she wasn't gonna go you know and i'm just like it's not about them yes you know it'd be nice if they were there maybe you need to reconsider the people that are in your life but also you worked your butt off girl like you cross that stage for you and if you need somebody else to support you Mm. you cross that stage for me too and i'm gonna congratulate you you know it's like that kind of thing yeah yeah all right hang on one second here rick very important mermaid one moment how many canadians does it take to change a light bulb 
None. All of them. Because they oh. accept things the way that they are. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. That's true. If there's a boundary, now it's a We time might be to crossing it. We might be getting close to it. We might now be getting close to, to it. Right. And I would love to. I'm going to get a beer because I would love to see this live. <laughs> she laughed. She laughed. It's okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. She's choking you right now. That's what she's I have doing. Light bumps out of my place. I'm not going to lie. Just <laughs> accepts it the way that there is. That's it. It is. It is what will be. Mm. So. So, now, so, now, so do you get a, do you get away from Canada a lot though? I mean, like, are are you Ooh. like trapped in the Great White North, or do you actually get a chance to like? It's not really that great and that white, or it is great and it's not that white, or it's racially diverse. Like, talk to us about Canada. Do you spend a lot of time up there? Do you also like do other things? I mean, Canada's like small, right? Or it's very big. Like, you do stuff. You've Canada's been places. Massive. All right, I thought so. <laughs> drive all the way to the west in about three or four days it have takes you? you to get across there i have not I, I would like to though okay um so you you're surrounded by you know you got oceans on the edges here and they are absolutely worth seeing you've got the rockies like canada's like it's absolutely gorgeous quebec has some of the most beautiful like scenery waterfall like that you could imagine and yeah. like i'm not going to talk so much about ottawa because i live here and i'm not so like when you're visiting it's really interesting but like when you live here you've seen all the touristy things right, right. um do i get out of canada yes i i actually went to, i was shooting a wedding in mexico um in january and i got covid and I was stuck in Mexico for 28 days while the rest of the bridal party didn't test positive till they got home. So, yeah. Ricky's I had... jaw just dropped. It's on the floor. He's picked up his jaw right now. Go Cause, ahead. Because I'm like, because I, I, I don't know. Okay, here's, here's what's happening in my head, okay? In my head, when I heard that you got COVID in Mexico, you had to stay there for 28 days, that means out of those 28 days, you had a blast except two weeks of that, right? <laughs> 10 days. So, okay, there you go, <laughs> right? So, wow, so you had to stay there. That all came out of your pocket, right? So here's how it went. I'm a hustler, okay? Like I said, like we're designed I like I love my it. name my last name ends with an X. We're designed it. to finish well in this life. So my I actually found out that I had COVID. I had um I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I had spoken don't. to somebody who worked right. on the resort. There you go. Who who I was like, hey, can you get me out of here? I want to go because I do all the Latin dancing here in Ottawa. I want to go social dancing in, in Mexico. So he he, he picked me up. And, you know, I'm shooting mezcal, I'm dancing on a bar, doing merengue, having the time of my life. We, you know, have a wonderful time. And I find it at three o'clock in the morning in his bed that I have COVID. I'm like, oh, no. He's like, oh, yes, you can stay with me. So I actually argued my case. I got off of the resort and um, I did. I was sick. I definitely had COVID, but I definitely also like I saw Chichen Itza. I salsa danced in front of Chichen Itza. I saw I swam with sea turtles like I had the time of my life. I absolutely did. You're the only person that I know that can say I had COVID and the time and was of my amazing. life in the same sentence. Right. Right. <laughs> in the same sentence. That's awesome. It's totally wild. It's so cool. Oh. It was amazing. Well, I, I, wow. Positive outlooks on life. The option though. was um, you're going to move. I I was I was in the room. I was stuck in my like my my resort room talking to my sister on the phone, and it was just like 
she was like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I'm, I'm stuck here. You know, the doctor didn't want me to leave. And, and their option was, we're going to lock you in another building facing the jungle, which I knew I would go missing and get eaten alive by fire ants because I can't stay locked in a room. There's too much mm. to see in this world. So, <laughs> so I, I just was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to figure it out and it's going to be fine. And I worked on my Spanish. <laughs> so it's great. You would have been an amazing Marine. If you would have been in our unit, you would have had a blast. Hang on a second, though. <laughs> Worked on your Spanish. So uh, you speak Spanish and English? And a bit of French. ¿Cuánto español tú hablas? Mi nombre es de María. ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. ¿Y tú? Queso, obviously. No, yeah, I do speak. I do speak. Uh, yo necesito la baño. Like, I speak Spanish. Did you just say queso, obviously? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously. <laughs> I know I had so much like now I can kind of after being there for so long, I can read a bit of, of like Spanish, too. So that was something I worked on when I got back. I started with Duolingo and then I was dating a guy from Morocco and they speak French and Arabic. So like like I was like learning some Arabic too. like that's just good morning. But oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Better know that. Right. Yeah. No, I love I do love uh, you grew love up language as well. With French as well, or learn that later yeah. in life? Yeah, no, dad is fluent in French, so he's just not a great teacher. So, like, we learned, like, go to bed, go brush your teeth, get out of this room, you know? <laughs> so, <it's> kind of... <laughs> so, oh my God. But yeah, je parle un peu de français aussi. Like, th that I can get by with a lot better. I, I don't, okay. What else in Spanish do you know other than queso? E, e, hola, mi nombre es. It, okay. Um, ¿Has ido a Puerto Rico o no? Okay, no. Definitely no. not. <laughs> okay. okay. No, like, like um, vaso de café, sin leche, sin azúcar, like those, you know what I mean? Like basic, wow. like introductory okay. kind okay. of stuff. Yeah. Listen, I know that you are fluent, sir, and, and like you're also very sassy when you speak the language. I saw the head move. That's cute. <laughs> She saw my neck. Uh huh. I'm gonna find that for sure. You know, for anyone, anyone listening along, just on the audio portion here, we don't record the video, and uh, no, we don't. yeah, no, he definitely has some snap going on. Me, I look like I got sunburned. I think it's just a blood pressure thing this morning. Holy crap! Had quite the hell of a night last night. Let me tell you, but that's a story for another time. Whew, you know, you ever wake up on a Sunday and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing a podcast at 9 a.m. Today was that day. I'm so thankful we're together at like 11 a.m. Eastern. Like this, this worked out. You, this was a lot better. When yeah. you said that, I was so thrilled because I took yeah. myself out on Friday night. I was like, I'm going to Montreal. I'm going dancing. We have this after hours club called Stereo. I'm like, I, I need to break free. I want out and I want to go dance in a different city. So I did. I was up on the speakers, on the platforms all night. Then I came home, made it down to Brockville for my cousin's house warming party. And then like back and I danced again last night. So I was like, nine o'clock wouldn't have worked for me. I just got the eyelash glue off my face just now. Just before I, talk to you. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, so when we think about uh, other people that might be listening to this, people coming up, people that might turn to you on the socials as well as never be in touch with you, but hearing your story today, what are some mm. things that you would like to impress upon those who have listened so far that could be parting words of wisdom from you? Mm. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you asked this. Okay. So you're, you are number one. The people in your life should support you and help you attain your goals, not prevent you from reaching them. So put yourself at the forefront of your expeditions and don't ever hold back. 
because you would always rather say that you tried instead of wonder what would have happened. And this is exactly how I exist. I believe not in like a God or anything like that, whatever. I believe in the universe. I believe that we've got a path and that we have no control over that. We only get to make choices. So, you know, what you choose in your life, you can, you can have control over that, but you can't have control over everything else. So that's, that's something that I would, I would tell people. I think officially as of right now, you are about to have 22,001 followers because at the end of this, Ricky's going to go follow everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have been a delight to talk to today. It's it's really, it's a great way to start a Sunday. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. So, all right. I I want to extend the offer to you, though. Uh, This isn't goodbye just yet. I'd like for you to stick around for our current events and our Florida Man segment, which are very popular on the program. This is where we okay. cover a few different uh, current event topics and then dissect it. Just toss it around the room and talk trash about it, talk good about it, or whatever you want to do. Would you like to stick around? Okay. I'd like to. Yes. Thank you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Current events this week is brought to us in part by Marmaid. Stop by her Tiki Taki and check that out or the Instagrammies. Uh, how can people find you on the Tiki Taki? What's the best way? To- you can find me everywhere as Marmaid808 or the ADHD Emporium. There it is. So, our first current event story here is coming to us from the country of Canada. Oh, Canada's booming economy. Uh, Questions are being asked. What's driving that? Canada is known as the gateway to the Americas. However, the Great White North is very appealing as a location in its own way, with a less complex market than its American neighbor. There's a strong economic foundation in Canada right now. One of the things that makes uh, Canada's economy so strong is its foundation. The country has a well-educated workforce, abundant natural resources, and stable Mm. political environment. The article goes on to state that a strong but cost-effective labor force is driving things in Canada at this time. It is one of the top countries in terms of the percentage of population having a post-secondary education, with 63% of people aged 25 to 34 holding degrees or certificates. And uh, there is difficulty in attracting foreign investment at this time, and there are questions as to whether or not Canada is actually richer than the United States. It states here in the article that Canada has a sizable economy, but it pales compared to the United States, but it is projected to have the largest economy by 2025. Canada's GDP was $1.6 trillion, while the United States is $21 trillion, but most people in the United mm. States are trying to beat each other up and watch TMZ. Ricky Baez, over to you to start. Well, all I'm saying is that Canada has an amazing economy and, and, a, and, and a, a rambunctious workforce, all because 75% of that is because of Marmaid. <laughs> Everything I, I think it might be. I think it might be true, right? <laughs> it's all because of her, because, man, let me tell you. But you know what? If you're happy in a country, that means you're happy with what's happening around you personally and professionally. So I, I have to assume that's the reason why Canada is doing so good. Yeah, the GDP is not as big as the U.S., but the happiness factor, I guarantee if you compare happiness factor toe-to-toe, Canada's going to beat us three-to-one. I guarantee it. Marmaid, you don't think so? Thoughts? 
Um, okay. Not everyone is as happy as I am. That's for sure. But like, okay. What you were saying is right. Like a lot of people have degrees, but as far as foreign business, we get a lot of people like, yeah. And I can only speak for people that I've met because I'm a huge networker, right? Like this summer, a lot of people who are coming from other countries, yes, they come and they, they go to school, they get their scholarships and degrees too, but then they, a lot of them go and open their own independent businesses. And, and I think that drives our economy to be quite honest. Mm. Um, international people like opening businesses, but as well like i don't know i don't know guys like there's a lot of why like our emergency departments are like shutting down like we have a lot of lack of staffing and nurses and um we're like i don't know where you got that from jc but like some things are not as pretty as as it seems to be right now like a lot of people are concerned that the housing market is going to crash as well and i've seen people i know personally have like picked up and left like and moved to like the us panama that kind of thing so i'm not huge like into like the economics of like the world like that kind of thing but i can tell you that that's something that's real like is a lot of people are concerned about about our stature that way and to uh answer your question this comes from fins mass <laughs> f-i-n-s-m-e-s dot com and it's a analysis that was published on october 13th but you know what they say there's always an a-hole inside analysis they never say that no one <laughs> says that I, who says that well, no, well jesse hold on did you hear what she said? What? She said Which people part? move oh, to the U.S. or Panama. So do you know somebody oh. personally that moves to Panama from Canada? Yes, I do. Tell me about do it. Why? Why did they move? What happened? Well, I want to ask you first. <laughs> why did they move? <laughs> well, they moved They moved because um, they were, how did they say it? They're saying like everything is about to flop. Like everyone who's got investment businesses are pulling out. Like Stop. that kind of thing. I don't know. Stop. But he didn't. He moved. He sold it. Like he, like, but a lot of people are thinking like this. They're picking up and they're leaving. We know the same person. (laughs) Dead serious. No. Yeah. Same same exact story. Same exact. Almost. Wow. It was like a scam thing, though, too. Like they sold off everything that they had. Everything. Like literally sold off everything and went there and like invested all their money in this community to like start over or something. Right, Rick? Yes, yes. They were there for a couple of years and then they came back. They came back, huh? Is it like a a cult? (laughs) Well, we don't know. We we don't know. We don't know. I mean, if your friend got sucked into the cult and our friend got sucked into, maybe they're culting together. Maybe they maybe they are cold together. They're cultivating. Sorry. I just started. Oh, that's good enough. <laughs> All right, moving on to our second story here. This one's come to us from Sherm, Sherm.org. It was written by Leah Shepherd, published as of October 20th. Leah's an amazing writer who enjoys short walks off long piers. Tesla and California are loggerheads over whether the company has engaged in unlawful racial discrimination. Tesla has countersued the civil rights department, the civil right, the California Civil Rights Department, which has sued the car maker for widespread discrimination and harassment against black employees at its Fremont, California plant. In the countersuit filed September 22nd, Tesla alleges that the state overstepped its statutory limits and failed to conduct neutral investigations before it sued Tesla. The automaker said that the state didn't provide notice about the particulars of its investigations before initiating those investigations and didn't provide information about investigations to support findings about investigations against Tesla. 
I will not read any more about the article. The word <laughs> investigations was used way too much. Way too much. Way, way too, too much. much. We're going to start first, though, um, uh, with this one over to Marmaid. And if you want to hard pass back to Ricky and then take it after him, that's fine, too. But racial discrimination, <laughs> Tesla lawsuit, whole lot going on there. It's 2022. Why is this even happening? Oh, my God. Do we not say that every freaking show, JC? <laughs> every show, we say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, go ahead. You crack me up. It's like. <laughs> it's like she's, she's been, been on the show before. Shows. Yeah, yeah. She's been for, part of the like crew for years. a long time. We can't pay you, though. We can't pay you, though. So, no, we you can't. Know. No, yeah, yeah. That's that's illegal. No, Zero dollars. Camaraderie is enough, fellows. I very much enjoyed myself this morning. Don't worry. Oh, I'm getting a feeling. Okay, this is, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a good vibe in here. I don't know. What's <laughs> no, there isn't. Stop. Put your stuff back on, JC. So um, California Department of Fair Employment and Housing claims that Tesla kept black workers at the lowest level roles in the company and paid them less than colleagues of other races. They denied black workers training and promotions and disciplined them more severely than others and assigned black workers more physically demanding work. Allegedly, Tesla ignored complaints from black workers who said production leads, supervisors, and managers frequently used racial slurs and retaliated against black workers who formally complained to HR about racial harassment. Back to you. Shame on you, Tesla. That's disgusting. So, yes, definitely shame on you, Tesla. But I want to call out a total flex move on Tesla's part. Um... The California Civil Rights Department is the same. It's the state's version of the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunities Commission. So here's what Tesla did, right? The state level of that or that organization sued Tesla saying that all this is happening. And I don't think I've ever seen in 20 years in HR, I've never seen a company do this. Then the company goes back and sues, countersues the government agency that's suing them, saying that they're out of touch, that their statute of limitation is over. I've never seen an organization do that. I don't know if it's happened before. I personally have not seen it. That tells me that Tesla obviously have deep pockets and they're ready for the long haul with this legal battle because they can stretch it out. The 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 uh, state of California is going to stretch this out, but they're about they're in the brink of bankruptcy. They got people leaving wow. left and right. Serious, right? So how long is are that they an allegation, going? or you're like you mean that like bankruptcy? California, California? Oh, I thought you, you I thought happening? you meant Tesla. I th you said no, a lot of no, no, words. No, no. It was no, a lot of talk. Well, you know, you a lot said of a lot together. of words. If you pay attention, dude, it's oh, beca it becomes a sentence. Oh my right? God. I'm still thinking of investigation over and over again. Right. <laughs> it's like stuck in my head on repeat. I know. It's the same thing. Uh, oh. No, California's not going to have enough resources to continue on with this and take on Tesla. They got billions oh, of dollars. Uh, that's what they did. Okay, yeah, yeah they're going to try and run them out of money. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And okay. then, because, yeah, everybody and their mother's leaving California. There's no money in the budget, and people keep leaving in droves. Where are they going? Yeah. Texas. Are they going to Panama? <laughs> Panama, probably. <laughs> Texas, Panama. I'm pretty sure they go to Panama. <laughs> oh, shit. This is awesome. <laughs> Oh my right. god. So all right. Boohoo on you, Tesla. You gotta have a great HR department to make sure that if there are complaints that your employees do not get retaliated and each and every complaint is investigated vigorously. Boohoo on you. Moving on to our next current event topic here. We're not technically allowed to play this, but all this talk of Panama 
can't help but do it. Fuck it. All right, what <laughs> Dr. Seuss book do they read in Canada every morning, Ricky? Um, I don't know. Which one? Tim Hortons, here's a who. How does a Canadian hold up their hair? How? With moose! What do Canadians get on all their grade school tests, Ricky? I don't know. A's. Hey, you get it, right? All right. All right. We're about so, to get sued. Th- yeah, no, we are going to get a cease and desist for that one. All right, so Gen Z interns surveyed by Goldman Sachs say the biggest priorities when taking a new job are what their day-to-day will actually look like. 34% is the response rate on that one with that choice. So as well as who their colleagues will be comes in at number two at 21% in order of importance of what Gen Zers want at work. They want that work to be interesting. They want good colleagues. They want flexibility. The third answer on that list, notably higher than other draws of a job, including salary. And the next, the company's purpose. What is the purpose of the company? is the next in line with 12% of respondents saying that that's important to them out of the Gen Z crop. And the last one on the list here, opportunities for advancement are the least of concerns for Gen Z Mm. at 8% of respondents saying that that is most important to them. Back to you. So, Oh, this is from CNBC.com, by the way. So the lowest, so out of the things that are the most important to them, the lowest grade was advancement. That's, that's, opportunities that's for heard. advancement, eight percent. Opportunity right. for advancement. One again, it's, want to take a guess as to why that is for no, these Gen Zs? I don't. You're going to no. tell me anyways. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. No, because they, if they're not happy where they are, on average, they're not going to waste your time jumping through hoops and a lot of red tape to get promoted. There's a lot of other ways where they can get but the money they? that they want with the gig economy. I don't know. Do you think you that's so, Marmaid? Do you think that's accurate? I think, well, I mean, I, I think he's right. I think where he's right. Like you're, you're right. Like, um, everyone right now has so many like, uh, personal, personal things that they're fighting for. Like, yeah, they want to go to work and be happy. They want to know who their colleagues are and they want to know that they're, they're not going to end up working for Tesla denying people's basic <laughs> rights. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. in there, dude. <laughs> could you imagine if you found that out after? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, no. the promotions and all that jazz that can come after yeah. whatever. See? Yeah, it's it's because if I don't get what I want here, you know what, Isra, I'll quit, not have a job locked on, and makes three hundred bucks this week, and on Uber Eats, boom, like that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Mm. It's time for Florida Man Story. Our last segment of the day, right here, Florida Man Stories. First story is coming to us from Circle K. According to WFLA, convenience store chain Circle K has teamed up with cannabis firm Green Thumb Industries to bring medical marijuana to gas stations in Florida. The Rise Express stores will apparently have a separate entrance, although just a few steps from Circle K candy and snack aisle. Marmaid, over to you. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Ricky, chime in anytime. Why can't I get cheese when I go to buy wine? Like, there's cheese right there beside it. That's what I've always thought. <laughs> like, I'm, 
so hold up hold up they are putting up a cannabis dispensary in next to a circle k in the same building just separate doors but in florida you need so i guess they need to have a it's I'm, I'm I'm shocked because you need to have a license in the state of Florida and a prescription. You have to have both of those things. So I guess whoever's working there must be able to check that you have a legitimate license with the state of Florida and a prescription. So I'm assuming they're going to have doctors and working at a Circle K. I mean, <laughs> this is complicated. Here we just really- have dispensaries. You just walk in and buy whatever you want. Oh, you see, without a license. Yeah. Uh, Look at that! Look at now in Florida, you well, now, like, California. Like you have to be over whatever age or whatever. Like, but yeah, yes. form of ID. Yeah. That's what you mean, right? Or no? Well, no. In Florida, you need to be registered in the uh, in a state registry and be licensed, like a driver's license, for you to get cannabis. Oh, yeah. That's so, so there's two th- yeah. So there's two <laughs> things you need. You need that license, a, and then you still need to see a doctor that specializes in cannabis, so they can give you a prescription. You can't just say, "Hey, I, you know, I need this." You got to have a reason for it, medical reason for it, quote unquote. That's yeah. So yeah, yeah I know. Up, so from the article, right from the article for you, quote: We want to make it easier for a 22 year old with a headache who has a medical marijuana card. To get weed oh. while they're filling up their gas. End quote. No. That's a they quote. Up those, That's they a driving quote. up those sales on chips, candy. I like, I'm trying to think what I crave when I, when I like, it's legal here. I can smoke whenever I want. I eat everything. Yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> but wait, wait. Sorry. No, wait, wait. Hold on. You wait. Wait so until Marlboro gets a hold of it. Getting gas and driving high back home. <laughs> just picking up what they need. Watch, I'm telling you, when Marlboro... Marlboro, Newports, get a hold of this? Oh, then it's give it 20 years. It'll be so commercialized that even funny. Mm. Gonna happen. Gonna happen. Go ahead, JC. Maritime He's marijuana. <laughs> Florida man who became famous because of his mugshot of the state of Florida on his forehead was arrested again. <laughs> Out of Hudson, Florida, a man whose mugshot went viral because he literally has the state of Florida tattooed on his forehead and not just an outline, but a very dark <laughs> imprint it. in the middle. If you want to share your screen so Marmaid see it too. I am, you know. I am. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, for anyone that's not aware, we, we're doing the Zoom and um, we do that for visual communication between us, but we're only recording the audio. So there oh it is. There he is. Uh, feel free to Google that yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. It is the state of Florida right between the eyes. It kind of looks like a little peepee coming down does, between really his does. eyebrows. It's like an eyebrow with a peepee. Eyebrow Look, with a peepee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. This is Horrified. All right, so Pasco County thing. Sheriff's deputies yeah. said Matthew Lethem, 24 years old, got into a fight with a friend last month in the town of Hudson, which is north of Clearwater, Florida. And according to the arrest affidavit, the victim said Lethem pulled out a razor blade and then began cutting him while they were fighting. During the investigation, deputies <laughs> said they found surveillance video which showed the victim holding a T-shirt to his neck to stop the cut wound in his neck from bleeding and bleeding out. The victim suffered several injuries and needed staples to close the wound in his neck. And during questioning, Lethem admitted to cutting the victim with a razor blade but said he acted in self-defense. Lethem was charged with aggravated battery and deadly weapon and transported to the Land Lakes Jail. Just up the road from where they make the butter. Back to you. So, I, I, I wish we, I wish we could show this. Go ahead, Marmy. Go ahead. You go first. I just, I think that 
the person who really needs to go to jail is the person who tattooed this on somebody's face. <laughs> my first opening state. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. So wait a minute. So, okay. So how does that work? How does that work? So you tell me, so you, you're a tattoo artist, right? I'm a new tattoo artist. Yes. You're a new, okay. We're still a tattoo artist. It's okay. Yeah. And you, somebody walks in, I'm going to stop sharing. So somebody walks in and they say, I oh, want this crazy tattoo on my head. They're drunk. They're under the influence. You know, this is a mistake. Do you take mm-hmm. the money? I mean, is there any kind? Is there any code of ethics in the? Uh, no, there isn't. No, there is a code of ethics for sure. Like you've got like like uh, most tattoo artists will tell you like um, like basic stuff. Like there's no mm-hmm. point in tattooing like the, your hand, your palms, or your feet, right? Like that's like unless somebody you know, if in that instance, if somebody was really begging, like I really want it, like and you tell them it's not gonna it's gonna rub off, okay. Yeah. But like you know, the teardrops and that kind of stuff, like like gang affiliated like when it comes to like oh who did your artwork oh this this person here who who like doesn't care you know what i mean like it just looks it looks like i may as well take a goddamn crayon and just start drawing on the walls and start trying to sell that like i'm not it's just ridiculous (laughs) oh the truth the truth shall set you free all right (laughs) it is time ladies and gentlemen time for final thoughts going around the room starting with Ricky Baez, final thoughts. Here, here are my final thoughts, and this is for everybody that's in the workforce right now, and they've been in maybe five, ten years, and they get tired of hearing the same David Banner song every time they start talking. Um, this, this is for you, folks. If you feel, if you feel like you're stuck in a rut in your job, just know there are other avenues. Look out for you first. Nobody else is. You might as well do it. Look out for you. Your mental health is more important than any paycheck. Keep track of your mind and let other people pay you to do stuff. Ricky Baez. Strong things. Going across the border to Canada. Final thoughts with Marmot. Never bring a t-shirt to a razor blade fight. And be happy, guys. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. That's it. That's, I've, I've said it all. I've said it all. Don't run with scissors. Just make sure that you're happy at the end of the day. If you can lay your head down in good confidence and, and be happy in the morning when you wake up, that is success. That's it. Okay, quick. I, I got a quick question. What? Because I, I don't know. What happens if I, sh- if I show up to a razor fight with a t-shirt? Well, that's what the guy did in your last story. Yeah, it doesn't work out well. You get your neck cut. You know what they say? Never bring a gun to a knife fight. Don't bring a t-shirt to a razor blade fight. <laughs> I took it the other way. <laughs> Who brings a razor blade for self-defense on that? I just, that is right. true. That right. is true. Yeah. Well, I will, uh, I will step in with my final thoughts right now. Ricky Baez, I want to thank you for coming back on the program once again. I'm very thankful uh, for the fact that uh, you chose to show up today. Uh, You're it's, welcome. It's been, yeah. it's been a long run. Um, I'm like we're, a politician. We're doing good. Yeah. yeah. What episode? Is, <laughs> what episode is this right now? Three, five, six. Three hundred fifty-sixth episode of HR Talk with Marmaid, straight from Thank straight you. from Canada. Truly a pleasure having you on today. It was. Uh, in it my was. final thoughts here, I'd like to uh, to uh, give back some of my time for a special request, and I'm going to go above and beyond. And I don't know if she's going to do this, but there was an amazing French song that that you can sing that i've heard you sing and i was curious if you could do that for us right now as we begin to close out Come. 
Il prenne dans ses bras, il m'est parlé tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Il m'est dit les mots d'amour, des mots de tous les jours, et ça me fait quelque chose. Il est entré dans ma couronne par des bonheurs dont je connais les causes. C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie. Il m'a la dilagée pour la vie. Is that okay? Yeah. That was more than okay. Yeah. And what are some of the best ways people can find you? Uh, how, how would you like to be found? Let everyone know the best ways to find you, if you could, please. You can find me just about on every social media platform right now. You just type in Marmaid808. I'll show up or the ADHD Emporium. But TikTok is my TikTok and Instagram are probably my main. If you're looking for me, you know where to find me. Your girl, Marmaid. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being here once again. Uh, I am JC on behalf of Marmaid, the entire country of Canada, the Maritimes, her uh, her puppies, her puppy, her dog. Julie. Julie. Hey, Julie. <laughs> and on behalf of Ricky and his dogs, uh, Mungu Gaipan and Sheshwat, we want to thank you all no, for no. being here today. Wrong names. It's okay. Honey Pooh. Honey pie. Honey pie. Honey pie. Honey pie. Yeah. We're never good at right. Once again, thank you all for joining. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye guys. I'ma get me a churro right now. What I'ma do. A what? Mugu Gai Pan, a churro. A churro oh a churro. A churro, yeah. I said it in Puerto Rican. It's okay. It's okay. a what? Do you see it's, it's like a taco? Is there a dessert? It's 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 like a a dessert corn dog without the hot dog. What do you fill the hole with? The iron team? Nice. <laughs>